Welcome back to Steph's Business Bookshelf and this week's edition, or this week's episode even, about the book Move to the Edge, Declare It Centre by Everett Harper. Keep listening to find out why Andy Warhol inspired this book. Welcome back to Steph's Business Bookshelf. Each week I share with you the three big ideas from the best non-fiction books that I've been reading and do the reading so you don't have to. This week is the book Move to the Edge, Declare It Centre, a new book out of the US that you might not have heard of yet. So I'm very excited to bring this one to you. Thank you to Everett's team who sent me an early copy of this book so that I could read it and then tell you about it. We are somehow at the end of July and it is bookmark week this week. So if you haven't already subscribed to the bookmark newsletter, I highly recommend you do for twice monthly little tidbits of book recommendations, reading things, podcast recommendations, and generally stuff that I can't always fit into the podcast in your inbox, just straight to your inbox, straight to you. A gift from me to you twice a month. It's called The Bookmark. You can sign up for it using the link at the bottom of the show notes. And if you already subscribe, then thank you. I appreciate you. And if you're about to subscribe, I also appreciate you. If you're not going to subscribe, well, yeah, we, know, we need to have words, I think. All right, let's get into this book. Let me tell you a little bit about the author, a little bit about the book, and then we'll get into the three big ideas. Everett Harper is the CEO and co-founder of Trust, a human-centered software development company named as an Inc. 5000 fastest growing private company for 2020 and 2021. He is a rare combination of a black entrepreneur, Silicon Valley pedigree, national champion and a proven record for solving complex problems with social impact. He had the foresight to build a company that's been remote first since 2011, salary transparent since 2017, anticipating the importance of hybrid work and diversity, equity and inclusion or DEI by a decade. Before Trust, Everett was at Linden Lab, maker of Second Life, a pioneering virtual world and then Bain & Company management consultants. Though both of his parents had pioneering careers as software programmers for IBM, Everett was the first in his family to attend college as an AB Duke Scholar at Duke University. While majoring in biomedical and electrical engineering at Duke, he also won an NCAA National Championship in Soccer, as you do. He was inducted to the North Carolina Soccer Hall of Fame in 2019, and he graduated with an MBA in M.Ed. in Learning Design and Technology, what a cool combination, from Stanford University. In his career, he's leveraged his education and experience to help millions of others from helping fix healthcare.gov at Trust, fighting poverty worldwide as a member or board member of CARE, and helping low and moderate income home buyers whilst at Self-Help, a community development finance institution. He grew up as a small town kid in New York's Hudson Valley, and he currently lives in Oakland, California, making limoncello when life hands him lemons. And that's taken from Everett's website, which is everettharper.com. A link, as usual, is in the show notes. So let's find out a little bit more about the book. Lead organizations solve problems and sustain growth with effective practices for complex, uncertain and unpredictable environments. Renowned CEO and strategist Everett Harper explores practical techniques for making pivotal decisions through uncertainty in Move to the Edge Declare It Center, a pragmatic playbook for leaders solving complex problems in high pressure environments. You'll discover a collection of practices, processes and infrastructure that can be applied to your own circumstances and scaled throughout your own organization. His framework, which is perfectly suited to an increasingly volatile, uncertain and unpredictable business environment, offers effective ways to make decisions without complete information. It demonstrates how to sustain a team through uncertain and stressful periods whilst managing personal anxiety. The book includes case studies from World Central Kitchen, policymakers responding to to COVID-19 and California wildfire fighters. Adaptable playbooks on salary transparency, remote work and 
at diversity and inclusion and personal stories from the author that describes strategies for maintaining high performance and avoiding burnout. An indispensable guide to modern business leadership, Move to the Edge Declare It Centre is a one-of-a-kind discussion of effective modern strategies to deal with complex problems in the face of uncertain outcomes. So there we go. A lot of information there. And we'll get into a little bit more about those big ideas in a moment. And I'd say for this one, I'll talk a little bit more as obviously as usual as I go through around what I liked and some of the things about the book. But I'd say if you have read a lot about human-centered design, design thinking, a lot of the techniques in here are going to be probably fairly familiar to you maybe packaged slightly differently some of them maybe slightly in a slightly different order than maybe you're used to which was an interesting way of of seeing some of them but the uh, the thing I really liked about this book was just really different examples and I've said before and I'll probably say it again I'm really sick in a lot of books of seeing the same case studies same examples time and time and time again this book had plenty of different experiences because of Everett's unique background and different things that he's been involved in so yeah super cool to hear really recent really modern and really different examples to most other business books even if some of the concepts were would probably be familiar it was cool to see them in different environments and different contexts all right let's get into the three big ideas from the book move to the edge declare it center big idea number one is move to the edge the whole idea of move to the edge declare it center was inspired by an andy warhol quote so i was sold from the beginning from a time that andy was struggling to get traction as an artist and wanting to get more attention as he tended to do the full quote is move to the edge declare it center and let the world reorganize itself around you and i loved that quote i just thought that was brilliant so everett had a similarly similar reaction to that quote when he first heard it and it made him sort of stand up and go oh my god that that's the answer move to the edge declare it center and let the world reorganize itself around you and i can just imagine this in lots of different contexts and environments where you move towards the edge and then point and go look over there at the thing you were doing or the the method you have or the thing that you're doing differently and go and let everyone else go oh yeah look at that look at that and everyone turns to look at it and it is then the center of the world or the universe so Everett and his team did just this, even if it took the world a decade to catch on with things like a remote first workplace, which they started doing in well over a decade ago now in 2011. This whole approach is one of responding to complexity using interior and exterior practices. Move to the edge specifically, so it is in two parts, so move to the edge and then declare it centre, we'll talk about it in a moment. So move to the edge specifically is the practices, processes and infrastructure to address complex problems. So it's really the, in some ways it's the methodology. It involves being at the edge of your knowledge and the unknown in that liminal space between the two. It's where you need to get curious. It's where you're looking for insights, you're running experiments and it's really where you're thinking, right, how can I find out different information? How can I bring in different perspectives? How can I think about things in a different way and the more expert you are the more experienced the, that you are the more you need to do this because your comfort zone is probably a lot smaller in few as more expert you are and this is the equivalent of things like Tiger Woods changing his swing several times during his very successful career Michael Jordan made a late career jump shot change so things that force a new perspective no matter how far ahead into your career no matter how experienced you are how clever you are being able to do that and try something different so being at the edge of your knowledge and the unknown it takes a a special type of person and mindset in order to do that so that is move to the edge so moving away from what you know and going to the edge of that that tipping point between what you know and what you don't know so that's big idea number one move to the edge 
Big idea number two is declare it centre. So this is about, I'm going to read a little quote from the book because it sums it up really nicely. It's about taking new information and insights and building operations to systemize, scale and share these innovations so that they can deliver the desired outcome. And it's this that enables the individuals, the teams, the companies, the organizations to sustain the work with less individual effort. There was a great example of this in the book, which is painting the Golden Gate Bridge. And every single year on exactly the same day, they start painting the Golden Gate Bridge. And every single day they go to the next bit and the next bit and the next bit and the next bit. And they do this every single every single year and then they finish. Hooray, the, bit, the bridge is painted. And then the next year on exactly the same date, they go back and they do the same thing again. And I just thought that was a really cool example of systemizing and scaling ways of working so that you can just repeat them. It allows you to sustain the work. There's a huge piece in this Declare It Center about sustainability. One of the other great examples, which is something I I didn't know as well, is that Everett talks about the Montgomery bus boycott of 1955 to 1956 actually lasted 382 days. And a lot of people don't know about or don't realize that because they, they know the Rosa Parks story about her experience on the bus, but they don't know that actually... This took effort. It went on for 382 days, went over on for over a year. And that in advance of this, Rosa Parks and her compatriots were training in the Highlander Center and the Smoky Mountains of Tennessee for years in order to get ready, in order to sustain the things they were going to have to do and the ways they were going to have to live and work, etc., or the ways they were going to have to travel, obviously, etc., in order to maintain the, the boycott that they were, were planning on. So they had to create plans and infrastructure and build relationships in order to make sure it was sustainable. So then, and they built a whole system around it. So they built mutual aid and support systems so that the months of walking to work, potential jail time and and, and, and actual jail time and the threats that would happen and were almost inevitable, unfortunately, from that experience could be withstood together by that community who were going through that. So systemic change requires sustained effort is another good quote from the book. Systemic change requires sustained effort. Such an important thing to remember, I think, in organizations as well, where it's very easy to be like, right, we're doing something different now and come in and change everything without having the infrastructure there to make that possible. And he talks about the fact that passion and righteousness and anger and mass demonstration, for example, can create great momentum to kick something off, but they're not always sustainable because they don't always have the infrastructure there in order to maintain and sustain that particular movement or thing that needs to change. So that's big idea number two is declare it center. It's the systems and the infrastructure to allow sustained change. Big idea number three is being humans together. Now, being humans together is something very specific to the way that trusts choose to work together. So it's actually a specific thing they do. But I think this actually just sums up lots of the things in the book that Everett talks about around so much of this. Yes, it's about systems and processes and a bit of a methodology, but really it's about being humans together. And in particular, the interior work you need to do in order to avoid burnout, sustain your own momentum towards whatever you're trying to achieve. But it's also about learning about other people. It's about working together. If it's about the banter and at trust, they have a weekly 30 minute meeting for just chat and learning about each other. They've set up questions and things like that for people to answer. They also have specific channels on their system that they use for communication internally in order to encourage conversation on different things. Like the one they've got, it's called like the rage cage or something where you can just go and rage about something or rant about something that's happened, but it has to be done in all capitals. I was quite a fan of that one. It's also really relevant to the fact that Move to the Edge, Declare It Centre creates better human and diverse conversations as it forces you to hear new views, things that you are not always 
have access to or haven't always aligned with your lived experience it's not how you grew up and Everett talks about if you grew up on the edge because of where you were born your race your culture your gender whatever it is your sexual identity you're in a great position to say this thing was not designed for me or people like me so you by growing up on the edge or by living on the edge already that isn't at the center of the the world or a lot of the culture that we live in you are in a really great position to help other people get to the edge and then create something really wonderful around that and if you grow up in the center you have the opportunity to move to the edge and let it send let the center be someone else be other groups of people and listen to their perspectives by moving yourself around that circle if we imagine it like that or to the edges you're you're able to then design accordingly and come up with better solutions more com- more creative solutions and certainly ones that are much more suitable for the complex environments and and societies that we we live in So this definitely requires the use of the internal practices that I mentioned earlier. This is things like meditation, journaling, looking after yourself and overcoming those voices or discomfort that you will naturally experience as a result of moving to the edge and having some things probably disrupted in your own mind around what is true, what is right, what certain things look like or good looks like. Everett has this great quote in the book. It's actually one of the, the titles of one of the chapters or sections. It says, the new normal is complex train for it. I just thought that was a brilliant way of summing up what is true about how we're living and working now. We're in incredibly complex times. We have to train for that. And as leaders, particularly for for people who are in leadership positions or moving into leadership positions, probably a lot of what you have been taught, what you have seen, what you've seen role modeled is no longer fit for purpose. So you're going to have to, and maybe if you were going through your your work and thinking, oh, that's the path I'll take and I will do the same things as these people who have gone before me, you're probably gonna have to have a rethink. And that is definitely gonna require you to move to the edge. Think about and hear what is now the expectation of leaders and move forward to solve problems and deal with the way of working and living now in more complex times in a more complex way and that is a much more human-centered way ultimately all of this is about being more human-centered and being able to come up with better solutions together so that's big idea number three being humans together so again three big ideas from the book move to the edge declare it center big idea number one move to the edge big idea number two declare it center and big idea number three being humans together Like I said, really nice examples in this book. I really enjoyed reading about some different things from around, particularly around the US, that Everett has had exposure to and been involved in in his various roles. The healthcare.gov project that Everett's team at Trust worked on and picked up when things were not going well was uh, was a really interesting example of that as well and, and bringing all of these ideas together uh, along with some of the other examples that he shared um, particularly the, the World Kitchen example too about how listening to really what is needed in crisis situations is very different to what some agencies uh, were doing. And the things that they were doing actually were not helping the situation in some ways were making things worse, which is a good example or bad example, depending on which way you look at it, of where human-centered design is just so critical to really understanding the problem, really getting close to those who need the thing the most or are, are living with the thing the most and using their insights to get better outcomes and better solutions. Really good examples there. Really cool. So if you're looking for some new examples on that, it's a pretty pretty easy read. It flows pretty quickly. I quite enjoyed it for that reason. And it's a good one to bookmark some examples and use in your case studies and stories to clients or your teams if you're doing this kind of work. 
So there we go. If you've read this book, I'd love to hear from you. If you're interested in this book or if you're going to read this book as a result of listening to this podcast, I'd love to hear from you too. As usual, contact details are at the bottom of the show notes. You can find me on Instagram at Steph's Biz Bookshelf or on LinkedIn, just Steph Clark, Clark with an E on the end over there. Send me a message, say hi, let's chat books. But otherwise, until next time, happy reading.